the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, the resplendent light of your truth shines from the mountaintop into our hearts. Transfigure us by your beloved Son, and illumine the world with your image through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Second Kings. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way to Gigal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha, and they said to him, do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And Elisha said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Elisha said to him, Elisha, 
Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha, and they said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And Elisha answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elisha said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and he rolled it up and he struck the water and it was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. Elijah responded, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a short talking, walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah ascended into a whirlwind and into heaven. Elijah kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when Elisha could see Elijah no longer, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The mighty one God, God, the mighty one God, the Lord has spoken, calling the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, perfect in its beauty, God shines forth in glory. Out of Our God will come and will not keep silence with a consuming flame before and round about a raging storm. God calls the heavens and the earth from above to witness the judgment of the people. 
gather before me my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. The heavens declare the rightness of God's cause, for it is God who is judge. A reading from 2 Corinthians. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ, as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't know not what to say because he was terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud came and said, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore but Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Oh, 
Okay, we're going to do something a little different here today, folks, and I'm going to invite you to go, those of you who are on Zoom, to go to our poll that we're going to be taking here. Um, if that's going to come up on the screen. I'm sorry, those of you who are streaming or Facebooking will just have to um, see it on the screen. But those of you who can, please participate and fill out this poll. What does the transfiguration mean to you is the first question. And there's four options there. And then um, the next one is... If renaming this story, a good title would be, and pick your submission there. We'll see what the results are here in just a few minutes. A whole, actually, not a few minutes. Probably be a few seconds. But um, and are the results ready yet? Still are taking them. Okay, that's fine. All right, we're trying something new here, folks. So I'm hoping you're seeing those titles and picking something out. <laughs> we had a smaller group last night, so it didn't quite take... There we go. Here we have it. The results are in. What does the transfiguration mean to you? And the highest number there is, it's one of the brightest days of the church year. Yes, indeed. And if you were going to rename this, what would you name it? You'd name it a mountaintop experience. Okay, thank you for participating in my little poll there. You'll find out why maybe a little bit later. Perhaps one of the greatest challenges about preaching on Transfiguration Sunday is feeling like I have to explain what the Transfiguration means. What's going on here? Why were his clothes dazzling white, more than even bleach could make them? How did the disciples know that it was Moses and Elijah standing there? the two greatest prophets standing with Jesus. Did they have name tags? I mean, there were no photos, right? So how could they know who it was? What does this mean? Lutherans have been taught to ask. But the people that I asked this week had no idea what I was talking about when I asked about the transfiguration of Jesus. Just blank stares. It's not as memorable of a biblical story as the Christmas or Easter stories are, but it is included in Matthew, Mark, and Luke's Gospels, and it's celebrated every year as we pivot from Epiphany to Lent. Most preachers, including myself, have talked about our own mountaintop experiences and explained how we are all just like the disciples, wanting to preserve the spiritual connectedness to the divine. Or we've tried maybe to explain how or why Jesus was transfigured. But not today, folks, because maybe the idea of a brilliantly glowing figure isn't meant to make any sense. Perhaps the transfigured Jesus isn't supposed to be figured out. Maybe he's supposed to be appreciated, and we are simply to bask in the warm wonder of his glow. Be open to the mystery, so to speak. Thankfully, we are a community that relishes in mystery, in the questions, yet still reminding one another that Christ is present among us, even when the doubts and the questions arise. Even when both when the stories and Sundays arrive in our church year that both dazzle and dumbfound us like this one. Jesus is shining brightly, dazzling white, 
revealing to the disciples gathered that he is connected to the great prophets who have come before him. And then a voice comes from the shadows that says, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Same voice that Jesus heard at his own baptism, but this time everyone present hears it too. This is my beloved one. Now, I'm not sure, but if God is capable of smiling, this would be the occasion, I think, when it would happen. It's not possible to talk about one's beloved without breaking into a pleased grin. That's how lovers talk about each other. It's how new parents speak to their babies. And when we are referring to friends or family members who are beloved, we can't help but smile, right? Novelist Mary Gordon's meditation on this mountaintop experience uses a translation that has God saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I take delight. She says, At the transfiguration, then, we are in the presence of delight, and delight is an aspect of the holy. Wow! We are in the presence of delight. This one statement transformed my understanding of the transfiguration and gave new meaning to this ancient event. Delight is a word that I delight in, and I use it often. And delight is more than mere happiness. It's more like a deep joy with a sense of appreciation and admiration. Now, I've experienced delight many and various times in my life, and I'm expecting that many of you have experienced it as well. For me, it was when I was holding my infant children for the first time or while rocking them to sleep in my arms. I've delighted in the times one of them has hit a home run or sang or danced on stage. I've delighted often right here as I sing silly songs with the young ones in Sunday school and can't help but smile as we interact playfully with one another. And then there are those times when I've delighted in God's beauty, watching the sunset over our lake, or seen a giraffe run in the wild, or had my own holy moments on top of a snow-covered mountain, or gazing up from the valley below. In the Transfiguration, we, like the disciples, are in the presence of God's delight for Jesus. They're terrified, of course, because who wouldn't be if you saw a dazzling white figure in front of you? But after that brief moment of illumination and glistening clothing, terror strikes the disciples. A cloud overshadows them, and from it they are finally able to hear God. This is my beloved one. Listen to him. This moment in the shadows changes everything. They look around and they see things differently. God delights in the one that's standing before them. God is with them. And God gives them a purpose when they go back down that mountain. There is a tender holiness shared on the mountaintop that's too easy to bypass amid the dazzle and the fear. 
God loves, so God interacts, not only with Jesus, but also with the disciples. The delighting one expresses their love in self-giving, because that's what happens when someone adores and celebrates someone else. It's what God has done for you, as that same delight is showered on each one of us. The Holy One delights in you. She wraps her arms around you and scoops her up in her warm embrace when you are hurting. He sees you when you make mistakes or bad decisions, and instead of piercing you with a parental stare, looks at you lovingly with tears in his eye. They give their very life to you in sacrificial love because you are adored and delighted in by the same God who delights in Jesus. So I say thank God for Transfiguration Sunday, a razzle-dazzle story perfect for Mardi Gras, casting a light that leads us into Lent so that we are able to keep our eyes on the one who speaks a word of promise, that God goes with us and delights in us always. Amen.
This morning, it is our delight to install our new congregation council. We will also do this next Saturday evening at HT Loop. And to do something again different this morning to, so that we can see the council members, I invite everyone now to turn off their cameras, including the council, and I will have you turn on your cameras as I introduce you. Again, I invite everyone to turn off your cameras. This shows who's really paying attention, right? <laughs> or who knows how to turn off their camera. So our new council for this year, our president, Erica Bohach, our vice president, Han Myers, our secretary, Jessica Itner, our treasurer, Ramsey Donnell, Ariel Frost, Keith Kanthak, Lisa Reif, our youth representative, Molly Moran, Tim Peterson, and Matthew Lehner. You have been elected by the congregation to positions of leadership. You are to see that the words and deeds of this community of faith bear witness to God so that the mission of Christ is carried out in this congregation, in the wider church, in this community, and indeed the whole world. You are to be examples of faith active in love, fostering peace, harmony, and mutual understanding in this congregation. And now, council members, I invite you to unmute so that you can respond to this next question. And I will call on each of you that you may answer individually. On behalf of your siblings in Christ, I ask you, will you accept and faithfully carry out the duties of the offices to which you have been elected? And if so, you will answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Erica. I do, and I ask God to help me. Han. I do, and I ask God to help me. Jessica. I do, and I ask God to help me. Ramsey. I do, and I ask God to help me. Ariel. Keith. I do, and I ask God to help me. Lisa. I do, and I ask God to help me. Molly. I do, and I ask God to help me. Tim. I do, and I ask God to help me. Matthew. People of God, I ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders, and will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all the baptized? If so, we answer together, we will, and we ask God to help us. We will, we will and we ask God, God to help, to help us. us. I now declare you installed as council members of this congregation. Almighty God bless you and direct your days and deeds in peace that you may be faithful servants of Christ. Now, I invite everyone to turn your cameras back on 
and let us share our gratitude for their service on church council. On this last Sunday after Epiphany, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need, responding to each petition with the phrase, Alleluia, Amen. O God of light, we pray for communities of faith around the globe, for our own congregation, for our pastors and the congregation's council. Receive our prayer, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. O oh, morning star, we pray for the earth, for life forming in the dark earth and ocean depths, for creatures seen and unseen, and especially for the animals who require cold and ice. Receive our prayer, O oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. O oh, son of righteousness, we pray for our nation's elected leaders, for attorneys and juries, and for all who work for justice in our land. Receive our prayer, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful Savior, we pray for all who suffer from COVID-19, for medical workers, and for all who await the vaccine. We pray for those enduring famine, for those experiencing homelessness, for the people of Yemen and for all who live in war zones. We pray for all who are ill, for all who receive no medical care, and for those we name in our hearts in the chat feature or by temporarily unmuting. Angela Crutcher. Receive our prayer, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. Love divine, we pray for those who, especially on this Valentine's Day, feel lonely. For those who are abandoned and for those who must live apart from their dear ones, especially for the children separated from their parents at our nation's border. Receive our prayer, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. We remember before you all who have died in the faith, especially the ever-Virgin Blessed Mary, the missionaries Cyril and Methodius, the reformer Martin Luther, and pastor Fabian Kreischer of Argentina. Be with us in our feeble struggles until at our end we join with the saints in your everlasting life. Receive our prayer, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
O Holy Trinity, light creator, light of light begotten and light revealer, receive our praises and prayers for the sake of the one who dwells among us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. It is indeed our delight and joy to gather on this very cold, wintry day in Chicago as the people of God. And please know that we also delight in newcomers, those we welcome among us who have joined us in this season of Zoom, um, and newcomers also who have worshipped in our space. Please know that whatever your spiritual orientation, that you are welcome among us. We, appreci we appreciate the generosity of all our worship participants, and if you would like to give an offering and do not do that on automatic giving as most of our congregation does, there will be a link in the chat. Also, if you are a newcomer, we'd love to learn about you and uh, have you subscribe to our weekly e-news, and there will also be a link for that in the chat. Following worship, there will be a brief social time, and our small bites begins at 10.30 today, and the topic is Let's Talk About It, Reparations, which will be led by several members of the anti-racism team ministry. The forum next Sunday will be What's Up? It will be a follow-up on what's next after the listening, discerning sessions, hearing a bit of the synthesis and some ways forward for our congregation. This coming Wednesday is the beginning of Lent, Ash Wednesday. It's often a day that we can't all be together due to commuting or busy schedules. But again, because of our online worship, we hope that we will have a wonderful turnout at either our 10 a.m. service or our 7 p.m. service or the, the 6.30 p.m. service uh, that will be with HT Loop and Grace Episcopal. All will be on Zoom and Facebook Live. So how do you get ashes? What about the ashes? Well. Um, you'll be able to find, or you've maybe already seen, Pastor Ben's um, video about making ashes, either from burning palms or burning something, or maybe ashes from your fireplace, or maybe just some simple dirt and water. Also, we will be able to provide walk-through ashes, meaning come to Holy Trinity's sacred space or grace uh, place in the South Loop between 11.30 and 12.30 over the noon hour, or 5.30 and 6.30 to be to receive ashes in person, spend a couple moments in our sacred space, and then join the liturgy online either before or after you receive ashes. Finally, we did burn a lot of palms, and there are some ashes that you can pick up at our Lakeview site if you're driving or walking by. Come in our garden door on Magnolia, our garden gate, I should say, and they're in a little green plastic container on the grill, in the snow, near the door into the church through the garden. Finally, this coming Thursday is our third Thursday series with the Lakeview Lutheran Parish at 7 p.m. This year, this, this month's topic is food insecurity, when you fed me. And there will be a chance to explore and learn about both local commitments and our ELCA commitments to um, hunger. We now continue with our offering anthem, Alleluia, and you'll be hearing many hallelujahs. There have been some members of our congregation who've counted all the hallelujahs on this day to see how many there are as we get ready to bury the hallelujah and say farewell to it in just a few moments.
please join me now in using the ancient gesture of outstretched hands as a sign of our openness to God's faithfulness as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Rejoicing in the presence of God among us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May the radiant light that overshadowed Christ on the mountain shine upon you with grace and mercy. And may God bless you now and forever in the strong name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Some of you who might be newcomers to our community or have not been here on Transfiguration Sunday may be wondering what is going on with that last video and all those pictures. Holy Trinity, along with um, many other congregations, Barry says farewell. We say farewell to the Alleluia on this Sunday because Lent is a more serious penitential season where we reflect on our sin and our need for God. So we get our alleluias all out of the way today. If we were here in person, we would have all the kids come up and we would do a lot of fun things with putting these alleluia letters in a chest and carrying it out of the church on this final farewell to alleluia hymn. But again, on Zoom, we will try to be as creative as we can, and we are excited about that. So as a warm-up to get started for the farewell to Alleluia, I invite children who might be in front of the laptop with your parents to turn on your cameras and unmute yourself because the first thing we're going to do is just have a whole bunch of joyful, chaotic, wonderful Alleluias. And right after that, that will lead us into our farewell to Alleluia final hymn. So here we go. And again, if there aren't enough kids on, we can have a couple other brave adults do it. But let's unmute ourselves, boys and girls, kids, and let's just start saying and shouting Alleluia. Here we go. Alleluia. 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 
To God. We hope that this Transfiguration liturgy has been a true delight for you, particularly on this very cold winter day in Chicago. So, for some more delight, which is to see each other's delightful faces, to use the word as many times as we can today with Alleluia, please turn on your cameras now and some of you unmute yourself. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also, so with you. also with you. Also with you. Peace, everybody. Be with you. Be with you. Peace. 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 Peace